happy Monday, everybody. Welcome again to After Further Review with Mark Ferrer and John Pelkey. Jeff Taylor, our producer, as well, with us on a, um, you know, I have to, I'm going to admit something to you here. I don't look forward to Monday shows. And the, and the reason is, is what I've talked about before. There's so much to talk about today. Yeah, there's and, not enough room for humor and fun and badgering each other, which is right. It's just tune in for. Right. And my wife. Even we were just having this discussion because I said uh, uh, earlier, I was like, you know, Mondays are tough because never nothing ever ends up being funny. And again, I understand there are a lot of people out here who don't find us funny. And OK, um, but there's not any room for that because we have to get all the scores in and we have to talk about this, that and the other thing. So, you know, uh, I'll just I just wrote down the scores to games and we'll just read those and give our pedantic uh, ill-informed opinions on that. I, I, it's just what it feels like to me, and I, I don't know how to get out of that. No, no, there's, there's, there's not a lot to get out of at this point in time. We've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about the World Series. We've got to talk about NFL football. I suppose we college have to talk about college now. football now. We do because, because again, college football is college football is is ceasing three to be teams. my favorite sport. Three yeah, teams. it's three teams. Yeah, you saw the coward thing, too, talking about I it. sure did. I and he's sure right. Did. We talked about it the other day. It's just. That's <laughs> why you need a playoff, though, Colin. That's why you need it. because you But he's right. Why get eight teams in there? That just because, means you have four more teams that can't be, win it. Because you might have more of a recruiting advantage when you say, listen, you might be in the playoffs. And there might be there might be a chance. There might be a chance, you know. Sometime in your four years, every seven years, we have to compete with Alabama or Clemson or perhaps Ohio State. Uh, It's boring. boring. It's just not. It's boring to me. It's just become boring. And the games are we talked about this, Mark. They play out the way you think. Ohio State looks mediocre in the beginning. And here's Scott Frost. Disappointment. And the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh, Oh, he he shouldn't have left UCF. That, That was a huge mistake. Not a mistake. Not you understanding. Can't go home again. You can't no. go home again. And Nebraska's never going to be the Nebraska of Tom Osborne again. I'm sorry. Should have stayed in the Big 12. Right. Uh, they have to follow the rules now, I guess, right? <laughs> well, there is part of that. But I mean, Tom you know, Osborne, come on. But I, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm just disappointed by college football. As um, am I. You're right about you're right about baseball. We have to talk about it. I remind everyone before they anoint the Dodgers winners tomorrow night. No team in this series has won back to back games. Nobody's won back to back games, and it's set up, Mark. And we'll talk more about baseball. We'll get to our progressive in a second, but it's set up for you know once again the Dodgers are going to trot out their you know glued together lineup because they just know that it's all set up for them with I mean Walker Bueller in game seven to win the whole thing blah 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 but nobody's won back-to-back games in this and it's been a great series uh, and and the most amazing thing that I've ever seen in a baseball game I include 86 happened in that game that you and I watched in an Irish pub yeah. after after a theatrical experience the other night yeah. you, you, uh, you'd, and you'd think but with that description there was no pandemic You'd think right. with that description, we had a pub after a theatrical event watching a we, ball game. We had masks what that we wore while we were not consuming our our, our adult beverages, and there weren't really other people outside of the the, the couple people we were with who were uh, who were close. Right. To us. I, so I think if, we did the if, best. If anything possible. happens, we know we know who to blame. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 and they're actors, so God knows they're probably diseased. Sure. Uh, you know, sure. all of that. <laughs> the responsibility, the you know, personal responsibility of a newt. 
I will say, though, I am really, really happy that I got to watch that actually in an establishment that was, you know, it was probably only about half full in there, but everybody in there was really paying attention to the game. And there were equal part Dodger fans to Rays fans. It so to fun. watch that double error ending thing, it, it just, just, just craziness. Um, and as far as the NFL is concerned, we talked about this before, uh, signing Cam Newton to a, an extended deal, uh, probably not the greatest idea in the history of the world. Uh, the Seahawks may have the worst defense in football. Um, what, what, are, what are the other overreactions? Uh, the, the Steelers are going to go undefeated. <laughs> won't lose a game. Uh, Tennessee is overrated. No, the Tennessee Baker almost, almost came back. Yeah, Baker, Baker Mayfield is he's all pro as he is every time they play Cincinnati. He's an all pro. Uh, so just too much to talk about. But uh, let's give away nothing with our trivia question first, and then we'll dive in with all the rest of this. And thank you, Mark, for putting together a progressive for me. Didn't have an opportunity to do that today, and you were nice enough to do it. So we uh, let's play some progressive trivia, and then we will dive in in a non-entertaining manner and break down the inside of the up-down of the games of the week. Ugh. All right, so I won two Babe Ruth Awards. I'm a seven-time All-Star, one-time MVP, and won four games in the postseason. That's so I guess it's a baseball player? Is that it's a baseball player? It, it, it is a baseball okay, player. I just, just want to throw that out there make sure people know. Because you never Babe, know. Yeah, Babe Ruth Award normally isn't given out to basketball players. But I, I, I understand that, but uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, our uh, father of our frequent guest, Derek Abbott, points out that in Pittsburgh, they've got some weird thing where uh, uh, they have baseball fields named after football players and football fields named after baseball players. So, you know, there's confusion, confusion abounds. So just to let people know. And and uh, and uh, Jan Jan Ferreira has chimed in with she oh. can't get episode she can't get AFR episode seventy seven is the latest. Well, I think first of all you need to tune in right now, Mom, if you're listening. <laughs> Taking care of all Ferreira family business. Tune in right now, and we'll take care of the uh, the podcast uh, downloads uh, uh, a little bit later. Uh, so I don't know what you want to talk about first, Johnny. I have I have well, a take on the World Series though. Uh, let's Dave let's Rock, do- listen to us. All right, you know what? Kershaw with two outs in the sixth inning. Let's let you know we were going to do football first, but let's go ahead and dive into that. Even though there's not a there's not a game tonight, they do have a a night off, so there's a level of normalcy to this uh, thing. Finally, so let's talk a little about uh, about the World Series. As I mentioned, you know, boy, talk about wildly swinging back and forth, and everybody anointing the Dodgers generally, even with the wild swings back and forth. Uh, no team, n- neither team in this series has won back to back games. It is exactly what you want. From the two best teams, I believe, I think we all believe the two best teams of this season. And I think, for me, the takeaway of this weekend was how remarkable it is that not only, once again, is there a guy who is completely, essentially a no-name, who steps up and becomes the hero and will probably recede into darkness. And the other thing we talked about a lot, Mark, was the fact that these teams were both the best defensive teams in baseball, and the loss in game uh, in four. in not uh, in game four was because of d- defensive issues. So that I mean that's really a lot of fun. It, it's been a hell of an entertaining series, and I think will continue to be. I I think it goes seven at this point. Well, Blake Snell uh, starting a game six, and that would be great if it goes game if it goes seven games. That would be phenomenal. Uh, the Rays. Took it to five games in the division series. That's as far as it's going to go. It's a five. It's a five game series. It took took them seven games 
in the ALCS and they may very well take them seven games in the World Series. And the Dodgers, of course, as we know, uh, blew through the first two rounds and then uh, the Braves took them seven when they were down three to one. So it's interesting. They pulled Clayton Kershaw with two outs in the sixth when he was he pitching well. Some, he got out of some nice jam- He got out of some jams. I think it was the fourth inning where there was two on nobody out. They were up only by one at that point in time. If I'm not mistaken, he did pitch well and he's pitched well so far in this World Series. So um, kudos to him. Kudos to the Dodgers for shaking off that heartbreaking loss the night before. Yeah. That that had to have been so heartbreaking. They they were in total control, and there was two strikes on Phillips, who no one had ever heard of or seen. Those came over. I think he came over from Kansas City uh, earlier. Uh, His in the lifetime year. batting average in the majors is two oh two. He's barely hitting over the Mendoza line, and he you know gets a soft little liner into into right field, and and it, and then before you know it, the the Rays had won that thing, and so. Uh, but I, I, I like what the Dodgers have done. I, I thought it was impressive that they came back the way they did. I, it's impressive the way Kershaw's pitched. It's impressive that D- Dave Roberts pulled him in the sixth inning, which is very smart. And um, I do think Blake Snell will give the Rays a great chance of winning game six. But I do I, I do think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. You know, the Rays had great run production in that eight to seven game as well. I think it was what what they have like nine hits and eight runs. And the Dodgers were at about 50 percent on hits. I think they had 14 or 15 hits and seven runs or whatever the heck it ended up being with that. Um, uh, but that is something that. uh the Dodgers have really kept the Rays away from uh, throughout the series, and that is there. There just aren't big innings for for the Rays. They can't. They stranding a lot of guys on base. They're they're just the guys that are hitting home runs. The Rosarenas of the world. Um, uh, they're not doing it with guys on. I, I I really think they're going to have to have a game where they kind of just blow it open. In my mind. Um, because you can't continue to do this. You have to have one game where your offense just uncorks, in my mind, in the series, and they they just haven't had that yet. And I don't think they were lucky in game four. I don't think that was luck at all. Yes, there was an error. I think they kept the pressure on. I think they uh, what, what they got patient at the plate, I think, late in that game as well. But that was a crazy game for the, the Dodgers had every one of their runs. I believe all runs were, were scored with two outs. Am I incorrect on that? Yeah, or every least? one of their seven runs were scored with two outs. Yeah, crazy, uh, crazy. I mean, that t- to me. One of the best World Series games of all time. You talk about walking away with a moral victory in a game where you had that heartbreaking loss. If you look at, look, guys, yeah, this happened. Those things are going to happen. Um, it just. The, the craziness of a Rosarena falling down and still being able to get, you know, all they could have walked the ball in and, and had a better chance uh, at, at getting him out. Uh, all of those things happening. But that statistic in that game that every one of those runs were scored with two outs, to me, that's the most worrisome thing if you're the Rays because your timely hitting hasn't been there very often. And theirs was ridiculous. And that's in a game that you, that you, the Rays won. I still think the Dodgers can take a lot away from that. No, I agree. I agree. They're getting the timely hitting for the most part, and the Rays aren't for the most part. We'll see. They're going to have to score four or five runs each of these games to, to be in it because the Dodgers, even if they're not hitting that well, uh, put, put those runs across the plate. They're just a, a, a very, very, very good team. 
And I will be shocked if they lose the World Series. I don't think they're going to. They're going to win one of these next two games. Yeah, let's well, face it. Again, let's nobody's, face it. nobody's been able to win two in a row, so would not be. We called six too. It was six. We called six, so they they could win. They could win tomorrow night, Tuesday night. We did. Um, so we'll see. All right, so we have one timeout. Is there any excuse for Kevin Cash not uh, asking for a replay on the steal of home because? I'm 99% sure Margot was safe and would have been called safe on the replay. And they didn't challenge that at all. Hmm. I just don't think there's any excuse for not challenging something that was that pivotal. It would have, it, it pivotal. It would have tied the game at three. Yeah, it would have, it would have. It, and I think even uh, uh, Schmaltz was saying, uh, on the rejoin, I, I, I think he was safe. I, I, I think I saw plenty of evidence to overturn that call and what you know, a disastrous coaching call. I'm, but I, I'm assuming that those guys have somebody on staff who's watching and lets them know, you know, hey, you're going to need to challenge this. I mean, that's part of what happens in the NFL, and I think it happens in Major League Baseball as well. So my only it assumption, does. Jeff could be that somebody saw it. Whoever does that saw it and said, you're, you're going to lose the challenge. I, wa- I I know, but I watched multiple replays, and it was definitely on the side of him being safe at home. I mean, I I, I feel like you have to challenge it just on the there, – there was no angle. They showed a lot of angles where it showed that he was tagged before he got that hand in. Well, I, I, I would agree. I would agree that there's if if it's close, there's no reason not to. Yeah, challenge. That's, that's my biggest point is he yeah. should have challenged that. Somebody I'm just wondering it. if somebody, whoever his replay guy was, told him no. Evidently, uh, Tom Marino was in that replay booth as well. And yeah. said he got his hand as it approached and also tagged his yeah, chest. The, so the chest, the chest tag I saw it was the hand was already on the plate. There, there were so many things about that that if they had a challenge, because I don't think he gave him the right amount of, run, of room to to get into the plate the, with the Buster Posey rule. Yeah. There were so many things I saw wrong with that play at home. Starting Tom, with the Buster Tom, Posey rule. Tom saying, Tom saying it was the fifth angle he finally saw uh, where. Well, yeah, I saw what way. he was talking about, but I, I don't, I, I didn't think it was definitive on the fact that the glove touched the hand. I saw the chest. But I, I don't think it was definitive on the glove touching the hand. I, I was disappointing that he didn't challenge. Would have well, liked I, think there's a, it's, I think there's a reason why they didn't go to Dodger fan Tom Marino for the call, probably. Uh, you know, I, I get that. Well, I, I, I agree. I saw everything that he's talking about. I just don't yeah. think it was definitive from a non-Dodgers, non... I do hate the Dodgers more than I hate the race. But I don't like <laughs> either of these teams. No, you don't. This is not a good series for Jeff. This is not a good no. series for him. Both teams, he he does not like. He has no love for either team. Not even a little like for either team. Nope. Well, it, 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 uh, despite that, it's still the two best teams. So I, I can't argue with uh, with them no, being there. But series to watch. I've watched this World Series as though I have a dog in this fight. It has been very fun to watch. The funny thing yeah. is, I went to sleep in the sixth inning of the game night before last oh. because I thought to myself. This I can't watch the Dodgers win this game, and and it was it was the top of the sixth. They hadn't come back and and made it a, ch- a game again. And I was just like, I'm not doing this. I went to sleep. I was tired, oh. so so I told my buddy last night. I was like, I'm going to sleep again to <laughs> the raid out, and I didn't. And I wish I had. I, that was it. 
I'm struggling to watch too because every time the Dodgers are in the lead, I'm thinking I can't tune in because they'll just stretch the lead. And then if the Rays are up, I'm like, I can't tune in because the Dodgers will come back. I'm I'm afraid to watch it as well. I I, I eventually do, but but if I fear watching series, it. If this series comes down to two outs in the bottom of the ninth and the Dodgers have a one-run lead and there's a chance that the Dodgers win, I'm out. I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch and celebrate the World Series. I will watch Tampa celebrate it because I think it's a great story. Kevin Cash wanted to beat me up once, which is which is really fun. And well, uh, so I, I will I will enjoy Tampa's celebration, but I will not watch the Dodgers celebrate. He only wanted to beat you up once. You've been on your good behavior. Actually, so. I thought it was twice, but my brother-in-law told me he wasn't around the, the first time. It was the second time that he wanted to beat me up. Fair enough. And it w- I would be remiss if I did not mention also uh, that uh, the Brett Phillips is from Seminole, which is like 20 minutes from uh, from St. Pete. Uh, yeah. So that's that another, you know, just adding to the story of that. Remarkable. 14 years old when uh, Tampa Bay was last in the World Series. He was 14, rooting hard for him because he's always been a Rays fan or a Devil Rays fan or whatever it is. So but, so I want to ask Jeff, does, is that a relatively common occurrence in your history that there have been people you've come across that end up want to, wanting to beat you up? No. So I, this is a great story. So I'm going to tell the story. I'll try to keep Please it. Brief. But my the kid that grew up across the street from me, a kid named John McDonald, was the ace for the Florida State Seminoles when they played Miami in the cha- the World Series championship for the uh, for the year that the Miami Hurricanes won their second national championship in baseball, if I'm not mistaken. And Jonathan pitched the first seven innings and was pitching one run game. They were up three to one, and another guy came in and relieved Jonathan. But I think Jonathan still had plenty in the tank. It was a bad coaching call by a phenomenal coach. And uh, the kid came in, gave up three runs, and they lost. So I met his brother, who's my age's bachelor party in Tampa, and I'm in the back of a limo, and and I'm talking about the fact that I grew up with these kids and that I loved watching Jonathan play. I watched so many games when he was playing at Florida State, and I said, and that idiot that came in after him, and one of the guys goes, that was me. And I was like, well, sorry, but... You came in and you lost the College World Series for a kid that I love. Do you think I'm going to have any other opinion of you? And then right. four of them wanted to, 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 to yeah, but they were told they weren't allowed, which I really appreciated. Ooh, it's Tampa. Why weren't they allowed? By the other, by by the other 20 Tampa. people, by the other 20 people that, were on, and that were on that bachelor party that were on my side. So they said, no, no, no. This yeah, man. I, 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 would you ever go to a bachelor party in Tampa, John? I, I wouldn't at this point. I mean, we know what happens. Not without tetanus shots. You know, on oh, my I'm bachelor saying. party, a guy that I think all three of us know uh, got, uh, got beaten up by the bouncers for getting a little touchy in the champagne room. Ah, boy. Wow. Getting a little touchy in the champagne room. He he was obliterated. His face was popped out here, popped out here, kind of popped out here. They beat him senseless. Excellent. Now, I would never ask you to give his name, but could you give a name that is close enough to that that Mark and I can will know who it is and no one else will? How about this? I'll text you. All right, please do. And then, Actually, and then you know, I'll... I, don't even think, I don't think he would even be offended by me saying it, but I, he I'll tell you this. He was a technical director for broadcast that was from Australia. Does that help? 
He was on the cruise line where you guys probably worked with him. He was the tech manager from Australia on the cruise line. His name mm. rhymed with Meet Porden. Mm. I don't. I don't think I know who that is. But you know, Australia's a prison colony, so them wanting to get in a oh, he beaten totally up in a dentist, literally. What he got because he was so hammered, he didn't know he was getting out of line. But he admitted <laughs> uh, that he wow. I have never been a part of like a wild bachelor party. Never, never, never. never. Yeah, me neither. I haven't really been to that many, to tell you the The wildest bachelor party, it wasn't even wild. Riley Claremont's bachelor party, we did the the requisite strip club thing. Um, uh, And the best part about it was uh, my my friend Margo, who was with us, who is a lesbian and she's adorable, uh, all the girls were flirting with her and none of the guys. That was the best part of the entire... Girls love chicks. Yeah, it was the best part of the the entire thing. Uh, and 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 the uh, the name of the featured dancer was Nikki Knockers, and I always used to think it was fun how the the women who do that come up with their with their pseudonyms. I think that's kind of fun. And 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 she she was great. Took a picture with all of us. Found out it was uh, you know, Riley was getting married. But I just, I don't have any great bachelor party stories. We went yeah, to the Isla Mirada for my bachelor party for four days. And we we did nothing but crack open beers at eight fifteen in the morning and played poker late into the night. I mean that was a that was the whole thing. Went to the same seafood buffet with let let me just say enhanced hunger and horrified uh, people sitting around us at the amount of sea creatures. I mean we'd have emptied like the Red Sea of of, of sea creatures. The five of us, or however hell many of us there were. No, that was a good time. That was a good right. time. Johnny's was a good time. Tom Marino chimes in on the one-two pitch to uh, Phillips. Yeah, you don't throw. throw strike. A, you don't throw. Right. That's probably. I mean, that's that's old school. I and I and I too. From everything that I heard, there wasn't a. He wasn't blamed for like losing control or anything. It was just that was the choice was to throw that pitch. Well, both hits in that inning when Jansen was interviewed later, you know, were essentially blue pits they they weren't hard hit at all no so it, cni it's, it's whatever tough to get down on jansen in, in in that case it really is and it's tough to get down on on roberts in that case i don't think you blame him in that case they're up three two right now they 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 are set up nicely to win the world series and that's all that anyone's really going to remember if the rays end up pulling this series out then then that play that inning is I tell going you. to be remembered like a the Eno Slaughter play with the Cardinals in the forties <laughs> or the Merkel boner in like the 1912 or, world or series. the 86 uh, or the 86 yeah. world series. The one it's most, com- it's obviously been most compared to. I, I think uh, I want to see it go seven because in seven games, the pressure on the Dodgers is so immense in my mind. If that gets to seven games, uh, I, 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 I you know, know. I think the Rays, again, I've said this, the Rays are playing with house money kind of across the board anyway. Um, and the Dodgers, I think all the pressure's gone on the Dodgers, period, just because, you know, how many years now have they have they been, you know, March's champion, or at least March's uh, NL pennant winner. And uh, they haven't parlayed that yet into a World Series victory, and they're one game away at this point. So, all right, let's yeah. do the next uh, progressive trivia. Did you see we had a, we had a guess? It is not Madison Bumgarner. All right, fair enough. Let's work our way through the rest of so them. One, two Babe Ruth awards, seven-time All-Star, one-time MVP, won four games in the postseason. Next set of clues. These are these are pretty good ones. 160-plus wins, 2,200-plus Ks, spent 10-plus seasons in the majors, played for one manager, played with Mike Kekich, 
and Roger Craig. Does that name ring a bell, Johnny? Mike yeah, Kekich? Sure Not Kekich, but Craig certainly, certainly does. does. Mike Kekich is one of the players when he was playing with the Yankees that that swapped wives. Do you remember that story? Oh, yeah, yeah, episode? families. They swapped, like, whole families. Yeah, it was just bizarre. I remember reading that as a kid thinking, what is – what is, and didn't what one is of them happening? end up? What didn't one happening? of them? So it was basically two players with wives and kids who decided they liked each other's wives better and probably each other's yeah. kids better as well, and that they flip flopped. And but I, I think in the end, one of them stayed married. I think one of them turned into a long term, and I think the other one got divorced. I, 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 you know, I haven't done enough. That needs to be a miniseries for God's sake, or at least a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, Fritz Peterson was the other one. Mike Kekich. And Fritz Peterson, as a matter of fact, Kekich may have played for uh, the Pilots, which, uh, of course, Nicky Knockers, uh, that's what Tom Reno said. Uh, he was uh, he was a shortstop <laughs> for the Seattle Pilots in 1969. Let's see what it says. Does it talk about the, the swap? I guess it doesn't. Oh, here it is. Best remember, he traded the whole family. You're right. They traded, traded, families. traded families. Yeah. With fellow Yankee pitcher Fritz Peterson before the 1973 season. Ooh. That was an ugly time in New York. <laughs> Trade worked out better for Peterson, who later married Kekich's wife, Suzanne, than it did for Kekich, who soon broke up with Peterson's wife, Marilyn. So wow. Peterson's wife, Marilyn, and Kekich were clearly the problems in all of those relationships. They were yeah. clearly. clearly wow. Amazing. That's great. I, I, I love it. I knew one of them worked out. So uh, you got a Sandy Koufax guess. I'm assuming that's not correct. Jack Morris would be incorrect as well because that doesn't work out as far as the timeline goes. Because um, if Jack Morris broke in in 73, then he may have had a uh, the longest career of any pitcher in baseball. Because, uh, hell, that well, I, when did Morris retire? Early 90s, I guess. Probably something like that. I don't I mean he pitched that he was the a star of that ninety one World Series with the yeah. twins. And you know he so pitched for probably a number of years. Mid nineties, maybe? Mid nineties, perhaps. All right. Fair enough. He lasted right. quite a long time. All right, let's jump to the NFL then. Uh really, really interesting day in the NFL. Let me just cover a couple of things. Uh the Cowboys are a tire fire. Um I I will agree with everyone who says the Maybe the worst sign for Dallas was when Andy Dalton got knocked out that none of the other players really came to his aid. It was it was a dirty hit. Uh, I fully admit that Bostic deserved to be kicked out. He should get a fine on that as well. Um, that none of the Cowboys rallied towards him. And more importantly, watching what I did from Red Zone from that game, the Cowboys just look like they're lethargic. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not one of these guys to go, they didn't try because I don't think that's necessarily the case, but they just look completely uninspired as a football team. Yeah, and I mean the way they've played all year, John, yeah. all year, they come out of the gate especially lethargic. Yeah. They come out of the gate and let teams run all over them. And they're they're buried after after I think every first quarter so far this year, just playing from behind. It's unbelievable what's happened to that team. Well, now and, there was some discussion. I, I just don't know what the problem is. I, well, there, I, I, there unless was you discussion. Blame the coaches. Well, and as I was going to say, there was discussion. Both you and I watched a little bit of Colin, Colin Cowherd today. He's not the only one who is questioning whether Mike McCarthy is the guy. Look, it's a it's a. 
because of this season, it's really, really difficult to keep uh, too uh, much too criticism on anybody because this is an uncharted, uh, uh, an uncharted season, obviously. But good point being made that the last few years in Green Bay, particularly, they seem to be a relatively uninspired team. And Dallas is playing uninspired football. And somebody making the point that Dak really is the guy, you know, they rally behind him. And that's fine. You have those guys, but you're professional athletes and you should you should be self-motivated. But I think there might be some truth to the fact that Mike McCarthy just may not be the guy for the Dallas Cowboys. And frankly, for the people who are now saying to Jerry Jones, go get a college guy, go get a splashy. You know, that's what we would have accused him of in the in the past. If if he would have gone out and just got some splashy college coach, we would have all said, well, this is just Jerry trying to make, you know, the uh, the headline pick. But so he went with what I think most people considered the safe choice. But more and more, it's beginning to look like perhaps the wrong choice. Well, I think the safe choice is the wrong choice for Jerry Jones from here on, from past and present and future. The safe choice is not what you want. Cowherd has said this, you know, A-type leaders pick A personnel to work for them. They're not afraid of getting someone smarter, better, more organized, uh, uh, better personnel. Who knows? More charming the whole bit, they are not afraid of having people who are better than they are on their staff because they know that's how the organization, whatever it may be, is going to thrive. B leaders don't just take B personnel to work mm. for them. They take C personnel. They want people who aren't as good. They want to be, you know, well, they want their ego stroked every single day because they know more than everyone else. That's the Jerry and Jones, Jimmy Johnson. That's what happened there that, is that exactly Jimmy was getting it. all the love. And look at what happened when he hired another A. They won. They won three out of four because, let's face it, that was Jimmy Johnson's team that Barry Switzer won with. Agreed. And since ever since then, he's had Barry Switzer, who was under his thumb, Dave Campo, really, who was under his thumb, uh, Wade Phillips, clearly under his thumb. Jason Bill Parcells Barrett. was in and out. He yep. got rid of him. He got rid of him quick. And he did Bill as much Parcells with – And that. he did more – Parcells did more with less. I think then, whereas the rest of the guys all did less with more because they had to send out of there after two years, whatever it was. And when you look at how bad their offensive line is and Joe Conley bringing up their offensive line up playing well. And if you look back, remember three, four seasons ago, I think it might have been when they were talking about that the Cowboy offensive line may rival the great wall of Dallas that they had during the uh, during the Johnson era. And they completely squandered that. Um, It's. You know, and, and the and the worst part of it is, I think, if you're a Cowboy fan, is can you afford to blow it all up in this season when eight wins will win the NFC East? Six wins will win. <laughs> you might be right. And if you get into the tournament that is the playoffs, hey, you know what? I, I know That's it's cliche my to point say about expanding the college football playoffs. Expand it. <laughs> Go ahead and let Michigan in there. Go ahead and let Notre Dame in there. Go ahead and let Oklahoma State in there. You know, uh, let, let's see what happens. It, it, it will open up college football, John. Even if every game is a blowout, it will still open it up. Well, to, I think let me let me say this. Let me I'm going to cut you off there. I'm going to say this right now. 
But no, I, no, 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 no. I have a no. point about Dallas as well coming up. No, no, no. It's it's definitely we're cares? talking about it's, Dallas. As well. It's our show. If people don't like it. Get your own friggin' podcast television show. Come on, we're we won't watch, but probably. But get uh, your own Facebook live. Get your own Facebook video. live, losers. Um, I would be in favor. This I would have been in favor this year of saying conference champions all go to the all all go to the playoff. And then throw in a couple of wild card teams because you you might have two teams in the Big Ten, perhaps in the ACC. Though it doesn't, it looks less and less likely. Uh, it, it looks less and less likely in the SEC as well. But I would have been a fan of that because I think what you could have seen at the end of this season is a Pac-12 team that only played eight games in into the tournament could be as good as anybody else. That might be a better scenario. But with you know things the way they are, we're probably not going to see that but I, I I don't know back to Dallas I just I was just really surprised at how inept they looked against a bad Washington football team though I think we need to give Ron Rivera credit that even in the games that the that the Washington football team has lost by a couple of touchdowns and everything they play hard and their game they may have they have, may have personnel issues and they're still getting to know obviously they have quarterback issues and they're still getting to know their new coaching staff but I felt better about them in games they lost than I would if I was a Cowboy fan in the games they lost because they just look like they're mildly disinterested, frankly. Since they lost Dak, they particularly well, and I think mildly disinterested. Nana brings up the point about Dak, and I, I think that's the case. Because they're so bad, because their defense has been so bad, and because the, overall the team has uh, played horribly poorly, <laughs> very poorly, um, how much Dak is valuable to that team is going to get lost. Oh, yeah. It's just going to well, get lost in the shuffle. Because I don't think it's lost now. I think it's being completely yeah, they, they illuminated. could have won that game yesterday if they only allowed 25 points to the Redskins. They could have scored 28 with Dak. Dak is an inspirational leader. Dak could be considered the heart of that team. And I mean, now that he's gone. leader of that team. Well, I, I know, but he never was treated like that. Well, with Jerry Jones. Well, again, why, there's why systematic he, issues with that organization. Get the, the the big the big contract and Amari Cooper. I don't I don't think they shouldn't necessarily. Mm. But why do you leave Dak on a string like that? What you know, Dak is the heart and soul clearly of this team. They don't have him anymore, and then they're left with a coaching staff that is l- much less than inspiring. That is probably the opposite of inspiring. It's a depressing coaching staff. It makes people feel worse about themselves than better. And I think it all comes down to Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones either has to sell the team or he has to let someone else run it. And it'd be okay with someone getting the credit. The Cowboys, the fact that we're still talking about a team that's won two playoff games, I think, in 26 years, 25 years, and they haven't gotten to any NFC championship in a quarter century. Why are they relevant? And they're two and four, and they look horrible. Agreed. I, I keep, we spent I keep all railing against this, John, right. and I keep talking about him. Now, well, you know, there's is. only there's only one other guy in Dallas that owns sports, sports teams, and I, I think that he'd be just as bad, wouldn't he? Mark Cuban? He's the younger version, yeah. <sighs> I, I think know about I, that. I mean, he, I, I think that Mark Cuban treats his players with a, a lot of respect and he's a great owner when it comes to players, but he seems to 
make decisions a lot more than he should when it comes to personnel and doesn't let the guys that run his team run his team any more than Jerry Jones does. Well, well that Carlisle on that. I, I, I would let me say this. I, I don't disagree that sometimes he 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 may uh, end up being involved in decisions that he shouldn't necessarily be and should keep his hands off. But I think what Dallas really suffers for is the fact that Jerry Jones played college football on a national championship winning team at Arkansas. And I think particularly Jerry Jones thinks he knows a lot more about football than he does. And uh, I, I think that uh, Mark Cuban may make some decisions sometimes based on as any owner that's kind of an out front publicity type of a guy and, 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 you know, Cuban enjoys, and I like Mark Cuban a lot. I do too. I was actually celebrity. thinking how awesome would it be if he bought the Dallas Cowboys, but then I was thinking he's kind of the same thing. He might be a little less. I think he would be a little less. I he think there's a little Carlisle, bit of a, uh, a lot of, a lot of love in 06. Wasn't Carlisle the one that was coaching when they won their championship in 06 yeah. against yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't 06. They were in the they were in the NBA championship in 06, and then in 11 they beat yeah. the they beat the uh, Heat. Uh, the Heat and um, Rick Carlisle, your buddy, right, John? You guys I hung out with out. Rick. I've I've hung out with Rick, Rick Carlisle on a number of I I hung out with him on a number of occasions when he was at UVA because he was there at the same time my best friend played football there and they knew each other and so yes I have uh, I've gone bowling with Rick Carlisle. He's a fine he was a fine bowler at least in 1983 or 84, whenever it was. But uh, right, yeah, I think I, I bet you people in Dallas wouldn't mind Mark Cuban buying that team either. Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point, Jerry, I just think Jerry Jones, he's, he is exactly what he's been throughout. And that is a guy who makes the decision, his coaching decision based on how it makes Jerry Jones feel versus how it makes the team, how it helps the team succeed. That's just, that's me. And a lot of guys would have hired McCarthy. Who's Let's, the best we'll, team in football? Right Pittsburgh. Now. Pittsburgh. Are they? Well, they're the only undefeated team in football, and I don't know where I I I, I don't one hundred percent know where their weaknesses are. Their their linebackers are outstanding, um, as as good a group as you've got. Um, they can push you around physically, and they can run the football. Uh, ben still extends the play as well as anybody. I don't think Ben is quite as good as he was when he was younger. I think he's he shows a little bit of the wear and tear, and he's had an awful lot of that. Um, but I think, you know, they're undefeated. Let's start there. And uh, they're pretty solid on both sides of the football, and they have a very above-average quarterback. So I'm going to argue that that's, that's pretty good because the other teams that you could put into that list, we talked about Seattle. Their defense is a sieve, and, it, and, and Russell Wilson is the best player in football right now. But I, I don't care how good you are. If, if if every game has to be a shootout like that, you're going to find yourself in trouble. I mean, who else would you make? I think Baltimore is very, very good. I'd say Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is good and getting better. I um, think that Tampa Bay is going to suffer from the throwing a bunch of pieces into late syndrome with Fournette being out late and now Antonio Brown coming in. I think that that's going to weird out their whole, Maybe. Their whole vibe. But I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you, you, what you, you're seeing more and more of Tom Brady taking over that the decision making offensively for that team, I think. Um, and uh, as he gets more and more comfortable, the Antonio Brown thing. Yes. But, but if you look at that as being just, you know, an extra added little jewel to the crown, it's not a necessary piece. Um, I I think uh, I think Antonio Brown could uh 
I, I just don't think with Tom Brady there, there's going to be a lot of bullshit that's allowed. Well, and, and I look at point differential, too. They have an 80-point differential, and they, they have not had an easy schedule. They, they've played New Orleans, Green Bay. You know, they, the Raiders aren't an easy out. Obviously, no. they played the Bears. They've played uh, Carolina, who is not an easy out as Mm-mm. well. No, they play tough. So, I don't know. That that defense is 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 pretty stout. Yep. And you know, if Tom Brady it, it, that offensive line, I don't think I don't think they got close enough yesterday to even look him in the eye, which we all know is a penalty these days. Yes. Uh, with Tom Brady, you get a roughing the passer penalty if you look him in the eye too closely. Right. But uh, if you mention something poorly that, about him on social media, that's an immediate 15-yard penalty. You're kicking off team, from the like the five or something. That team, and and you have you have to remember, those receivers are all banged up. Yep. They are all banged up. Mike Evans, I think, got two targets yesterday, something like that. And and the way they're putting this together is pretty impressive. I think I think Tampa Bay might have the best team out there right now. But that's I you know by my opinion, but I hope I'm wrong because it would be an interesting thing if Tampa can pull off the World Series, the Stanley Cup and the NFL champion the ball all in the same year. I mean, do they just look at New England and go, yeah, now what? <laughs> well, uh that there's there's a nice segue into the, the champions. There's a nice segue into the Cam Newton uh story. So let's just talk about this for a second, Mark, because you know, both you and I said early on I thought Cam Newton in New England was the most interesting story uh, in the NFL. They had that great game against Seattle. I think what we've seen now is Seattle's defense is pretty bad and they can make people look good. But he has sadly, Mark, and we had the, the the week off due to the COVID, and I know that had something to do with it. He came to them relatively late. He hasn't had a lot of practice, but he's looking more and more like the cam, the bad cam that we've seen, the inconsistencies and the inaccuracy as a thrower. He's not getting a lot of help from his wide receivers, including a, beat, a beaten up Julian Edelman, who's dropped as many passes as any receiver in the NFL up to this point. But he missed um, some wide open guys yesterday. He, he really did, did miss some wide open guys, but he's also had they've also I mean, they've had so much go wrong offensively. Yeah, this was a beat down that we haven't seen this in the Bill Belichick era at home. Mm-hmm. At you know in Gillette Stadium, we have not seen that. It's the worst that's ever been. It, it was nice that it's the 49ers, but I don't know how much credit the Niners can take. It was a great game plan and, and well executed. And the Niners still have a lot of good personnel, even though they're banged up to. And they can football. They can run the football still. And I think they, their offensive line is even beat up, playing pretty well, and they're running the football well. And that will that will that cover keys up a myriad of other issues. It keys everything because yep. then the play then the, you know. I think Jimmy Garoppolo was 13 of 14 on play action passes, which of course opens everything up for that. If your running game is so successful, but cam it's interesting because he had a, he had a great game. Uh, I would almost say a brilliant game against Seattle. Now, granted Seattle's defense isn't the 49ers Terrible. defense, Terrible. but it is that Jekyll and Hyde thing uh, that there's the, the good cam Newton and the bad cam Newton. And we've seen sort of the we, and we saw the bad Cam Newton yesterday. We sort of saw the good and the bad Cam Newton the week before. Yep. When they lost to, um, I can't even think of who they lost to the week before, but uh, eighteen to twelve. What game was that? I can't remember. At any rate, uh, he did not look good. They yesterday. lost to they lost to a not good Bronco team. Yeah, that's true. That Bronco team isn't very good. It didn't, you know. 
Patrick Mahomes sort of rolled out of bed and threw a few passes, and they still beat him by 30 points or whatever it was. I, I know. Mean, so you talking about the, he didn't even look like he had to break a sweat in that game. No, and, Drew no, Locke, like, ah. and Drew Locke is going to go through. He's a young quarterback, so people, you know, people were down on him. You know, Locke looked like young quarterbacks have those issues. You're going to see that. But the Denver team is not as good as we thought they were. No, it was fun to watch a game in the snow already. I'm disappointed with Cam. Uh, at this point in time, I thought it was going to be a fun story this year with New England. I thought they were going to be able to hang in in the AFC East. But it looks like they're not even you know, going to finish in the top two. I think Miami will finish ahead of them this year as well as Buffalo. So it's uh, pretty disappointing. Now, I'm glad this horrible performance came against the 49ers, but uh, – well, I, I think know. you, I, but I do think you have to still give the 49ers credit for the fact that with all the injuries, and everybody's got injuries, and we see it with you know, Philadelphia and some other teams that are really racking them up. But I think you have to give uh, the 49ers credit. I think it was a good game plan. Um, I, I think I, it, it's obvious they're well coached. And again, if they can continue to run the football, they're going to have some success because, particularly if you see them against that Seattle defense. With all of those holes, um, I think they can win a shot. I think they can win a shootout with Seattle. I really do. Because um, there was what, three interceptions by Russell Wilson yesterday, and a lot of that just basically had to do with the fact that he's just a one-man team for them at this point. And they're pretty good offensively a- a- across the board, but he, as Russell Wilson goes, obviously how they're going to how Seattle's going to go but I just think he's carrying way too much of a burden for that team and they're going to need to figure the defense out at some point uh uh Stidham came in for Cam Newton late in that game I guess almost the whole fourth quarter I'm not sure when when Cam was pulled but he had uh, 10 attempts six of 10 through an interception as well it looks just as bad frankly as as Cam Newton did we'll see the Niners have problems with uh mobile quarterbacks they have problems with Kyler Murray they have problems with Russell Wilson um and we'll see what happens their defense is pretty good even though they're injured but Russell Wilson usually picks them apart. We'll see what happens. It's Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans. They go to Seattle, they host Green Bay, and then they go to New Orleans. We'll see. If they can win two out of those three, then, yeah, they have a legitimate shot to kind of limp into the postseason. Uh, uh, other than that, I'm not sure. If they if they go one and two, then they, you know, they, they might be a nine and seven team this year, even though they, they may be performing very, very well at times. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, and again, this is just such a bizarre year. It uh, it remains to be seen. Should there be an asterisk on all of the sports this year, John? No. Okay. If there's what? any that should That's not, what my mom wants. My mom it's, wants to take uh, asterisk. It's, it's the, the NFL. The NFL is the one that should have no asterisk for sure. They're talking about these records that uh, Rosarina's broken. I was like, yeah. Are we not going to talk about the fact that they played a whole nother series? Yeah, that's true. But he's still I mean, having a hell of a two out of three though. Two the, the extra games, then you know because they swept it, so it's just two. But still, it's two. It's two games. All right, let's do the uh, final set of clues. The progressive crew. Nobody's got it yet, right, Mark? Uh, that's not true. You, you Someone has couple, got it. You, you made a couple of pronouncements, and I didn't. I didn't say anything during that time. Oh, okay. You made a well, couple of pronouncements, and I didn't say anything. What? But someone has gotten it. Yes. Oh, well, would you, why Why would you not say that? Well, because it would be obvious at the time who we are talking about. Now that a half an hour has passed, 
it might be less obvious, but it's probably still just as obvious. In other words, I, I wanted to just let it sit. I didn't say anything. When, you, you made a couple of pronouncements, and I just didn't say anything. When but, I say this is a podcast, you say it's a television show. When you say it's a television show, I say it's a podcast. All right, go ahead. Just whatever. I, I'm, you, just, you, 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 you made pronouncements. You went ahead. You, went ahead. You, did, you didn't know if a certain uh, guess was correct or not, and you said, and you said it wasn't. You didn't ask me about it. Oh, I said, I think it's, I, I think that's not correct. All right, fair enough. We we'll just give the rest of your progressive trivia. This all, I've become the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys about this whole progressive trivia thing. I think we should remove it from the, from the show. I'm just saying. All right. I'm the that's first fine. one to say, one, doing, doing away with progressive trivia because it's just, it's that's just fine. Angering me. I don't, I don't have an issue with We don't that. have anything it's, to give away. Know, just no, seems we don't. All right, we, go we ahead. can give away the thanks of a grateful nation. Won two Babe Ruth awards, seven-time All-Star, one-time MVP, won four games in the postseason. Next one's coming up is 160-plus wins, 2,200-plus Ks, spent 10-plus seasons in the majors, played for one manager, played with Mike Kekich, <laughs> traded families, and it didn't work out for him, and Roger Craig, former manager of the San Francisco Giants. Two postseason shutouts, Hall of Famer, played for one team, won three Cy Youngs. So now you know what guess was correct, Johnny. Yeah, I do. Um, all right, let's uh, let's. Well, we don't have to get the answer is. yet. We don't. Oh, we, look we, at that! Look at that tease. Woo! I am. Dun dun dun. Let's all talk right. briefly about college football. Does anyone on this show believe that anyone other than Ohio State, Clemson, or Alabama can win a national championship? I don't. Jeff, I think Georgia still could. Okay, that's Georgia, right? You. You're familiar with them. You honestly believe that the Georgia Bulldogs, who have a quarterback controversy, are going to win a national championship. Yeah, cool. maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe. I, know. I think I think I am right. I think they would be in that next tier, but I really do think. And and again, we're parroting something we heard on Colin Coward, but this was nothing, and a couple of other shows as well. Honestly, and I know Ohio State; it's only one game, and you know anything could happen. And there are a couple of other good teams in um, in the Big Ten, certainly. But boy, does it seem like they've just separated them. Those three teams have separated themselves from. And, and again, it's just out. one game for Ohio State too. And Ohio State has a propensity, right? I see a game they should right. win down I the line. I know you were obviously uh, reading the comments when I just said, "I know it's only one game for for Ohio State." No, I, I, I. I I was, and I didn't hear you say that. No, it's okay. I, it's okay. But yeah, that. but it but is. Yeah. And, there, and there's and Wisconsin's a good team and, and Michigan's team. Good. Who knows? But yeah, you're right. Ohio State, if anyone's out there that has a shot, it is Ohio State. I, I, I say this with the one game that Ohio State did play. They look a lot like the Ohio State that has been there before. So I think that they are definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with. And, and yeah, I mean, Fields is outstanding. Justin Fields. That's that's a great story. I take him over Trevor Lawrence every day of the week. Every day of the week. It might be one and two. Who knows? I think it, I think it will be one and two. I think the Jets are going to take Trevor Lawrence and the Patriots, who are now going to lose the rest of their games uh, because they need a quarterback, will take uh, Justin Fields. That's you heard it here first. Now remember, back in '98 or whatever it was, '99. I think Mo, maybe ninety eight. The draft of ninety eight. It was Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. Ryan. So you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the Ryan Leaf of this draft? And oh, Justin I've said. I, I think. I think Peyton he. Manning. I think he will be a bigger bust than Ryan Leaf. <laughs> More than Jamarcus Russell. Yes. Really. Yes. 
Absolutely. I think he is. I think he's a, I think he's a Jamarcus Russell. I don't, I don't understand what everybody sees in Trevor Lawrence. I'm being 100% honest. I think he's got better players on his team. Um, he, he plays well in big games. He has played well in big games. I think he's got some talents, but I don't think it translates. It's too tall. He's too tall. It's not going to work. doesn't work. Skip over him. If it were me, uh, I'd, I'd take him in the fourth round. I think the Rays should take him first overall to be a relief <laughs> pitcher because they seem to like those height guys to reliever, as relievers. <laughs> That's true, and I'm sure he's got a baseball background. All of those guys do. Uh, you know, but it, it, what the reason I bring up the, the – Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. It's because the other teams that we keep thinking can take that next step never seem to be able to do it. And in the best game of the weekend, Penn State once again proved that they were not ready for prime time. That's as good a college football game as I've watched. Congratulations to Indiana. But all of these other teams that are supposed to take that next step, Miami in the in in the ACC, um, you know, pick them, Florida. Georgia to that in, in the SEC, they just don't seem to be able to 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 play with the consistency. And I thought coming into this season that with everything that was going on, that hey, this might you know this might be the year somebody can do it. But what I failed to realize, and God knows the, the list of things I've failed to realize in my life, is why I'm you know doing a podcast for no money tonight today instead of gloriously adding to my bank account. Um, is that all things are equal. So why should there be anything different? Because everybody's going through the same damn thing. So shouldn't the teams that were better when they weren't going through the same damn thing be the best teams? And they clearly are. And it's, 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 it's disturbing to me. Well, the I best, this would be the year somebody could surprise us. Yeah, but you're right, John. That's a great point because think about it. The Lakers won. Everyone thought they were the best team coming in, essentially. You know, the yeah. Bucks could have given them a challenge. The, the Clippers could have given them a challenge, but they couldn't even get there to play them. Um, now, Tampa Bay, were they the best well, they've team? Been among the, they've been among the best teams in hockey over a number of years. So I, I don't know if going in they were the number one choice of anybody, but they were still. We've got the two best teams in baseball playing each other yeah, in the World Series. Uh, at, at the moment, you've got Kansas City and Baltimore. Now, now Pittsburgh is a surprise, but they've got Ben back, and 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 we knew that, that they were a team that was eight and five last year without Big Ben and with a plethora of injuries. So that's not that big a surprise. And Seattle's doing well. Green Bay's doing well. Niners have a lot of injuries, but they're still playing well when they when they can. So not there's not much surprising in the NFL except perhaps Dallas being horrible. But they were eight and eight last year. Right. So and then and then to your point, college football. I mean, it's sort of chalk. This whole year is chalk. In a no, way. I agree, and I was I had hoped that it wouldn't be because I thought, well, you know, maybe some of these te- you, you don't you know, because the, the attention to detail at Alabama and how well practiced. Well, they're going to have fewer practices, and they won't. You know, they've lost these people. I think you know the 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 only the the teams that are suffering are the LSU's of the world that lost. What what did LSU lose? Eight starters to the NFL, and you know they've lost so many guys. Um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's turning out to be a chalk year. And if you look at it, all things being equal, if they all end up undefeated, uh, Ohio state will be the three seed because they played fewer games than Clemson and Alabama, Clemson, and Alabama are going to be the one and two seeds. Ohio state will be the three seed insert anybody you'd like to lose that initial game to, uh, to who's ever the number two team or who's ever the number one team. And it's Clemson 
and Alabama again in the championship. It, it looks like it's going to be Notre Dame. And do you think it's just going to be another Notre Dame team that goes up against that kind of? Uh, yeah, because I don't think they're. I don't think they're that good. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, think I don't great. I don't know if it'll be Notre Dame. They have to play Clemson, remember, and they have to play Miami, and they're going to get trounced by Clemson more than likely. And that's going to throw them back pretty far. You know what? You I, know, can't, that, I can't. That actually, you're right because I think that's actually what happened the last time Notre Dame made it into the into the uh, playoff was they had to finally face a team that I think may have been Clemson, and they just got exposed for yeah, not they got being boat raced, that, and that's going to happen. That I think it's either next week or the or the following week that they play Clemson. So we're yeah. going to know pretty soon about Notre Dame. But the other thing, I, can, I there there are so many things about college football that, in my opinion, are antiquated still, and that I just don't get. I don't get it. I I hate the idea of that you can lose early, and you can have the same number of losses, but if you win late, that somehow makes you a better team. I can't stand this preseason rankings uh, and, and then how far you fall. Miami was seventh in the country, I believe, seventh or eighth in the country. They played the number one team, Clemson, and lost. They fell six slots, six. Georgia was the number three team in the country. They played the number two team. And they fell one slot. Yeah. What the hell is that? It's, SEC bias is part of that. Well, that, why should there be a bias in the rankings? Well, because you have people involved in making these choices, and you're always going uh, to, despite what they may say, there will always be those inherent biases. Uh, Joe finally wants to know if you think BYU is going to be a national championship contender. No. No, I think that was his answer to the. Uh, is that the answer to his progressive trivia? trivia? I'll read it to you. I'm six and zero oh and averaging forty five points four and ten against, and no one is talking about me. And the answer is <laughs> BYU. So I I was able to parse that. Understood. And yeah, they were a national championship team, I believe. What in 1984, John? With, yeah, and it's with, one of the things LeVar that drove. It's Edward. one of the things that drove college football towards uh, setting up a system, so you you wouldn't have that happen again because. They were at that time uh, contractually obligated to play in the um, what was the bowl, the holiday bowl. That was that their their conference. And so they did not. They I think they played a Michigan team that was, I don't know, 11th, 12th. They they it, it really did drive college football towards trying to get the bowl games to have higher ranked teams playing each other and then, you know, funneling it towards what we have now, which is a which is a which might as well just be a three-team playoff for the rest of our natural-born lives. Good God. I think you expand it's ruining playoffs. It. It's ruining expand it. Playoffs. But you why? Know, just to have earlier games for teams that can't win anything? No, because you never know. There might be an upset somewhere I along know. the line. I know. And and Trust now me, there's better recruiting for that school, and now we're spreading the wealth. It's Trust this, me, I know. College football's got to do – it's become mon- monopolistic. It's all the talents in – Two teams, three teams. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's boring. I hope people stop watching. Well, it's it's the talent and the right coaches with those three teams because I think it's That's a combination. True. Because I think That's Georgia true. is. I think Georgia does get enough talent. Um, I just don't, for whatever reason, they never seem to be able to find the coach that can get them to win the biggest of the games. They. What if what if college football had a draft? 
<laughs> for recruits? Yeah, you have put all those recruits in, and then you draft them. Yeah, I could see, I could see that going over big. I love that. Yeah. This kid from from uh, Florida is now going to uh, Wisconsin, Delaware. No, to, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't put the blue ends in there. It would just have. Then it would just be all the halves, and it would be though. You know, if they're defensive backs from Florida, they're all over the country. That seems to be the the case here. Um, I, I don't know what you do to college. It would be Alabama, Clemson, and uh, Ohio State again. It would be the same damn thing. I, yeah, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do to make it better, but it's becoming boring to me. That's why the old bowl system to me would make college football much, much better than it is now. Want to give the answer to the progressive trivia, which apparently I screwed up because you didn't tell me the rules. I don't know. Because you've instituted some sort of new rule system. You know know what all the rules are. There's no new rules. You just proclaimed that a certain answer was incorrect. All right. Just get get on with it. Get on with it. All right. Won two Babe Ruth Awards. Babe Ruth Awards are given to the best postseason performer. I don't know if it's still given out, but it was in the 60s. He won two. Seven-time All-Star, one-time MVP. Oh, by the way, I think that was 63. Won four games in the postseason. Only four. That's interesting to me. Uh, 160-plus wins, 2,200-plus Ks. Spent 10-plus seasons in the majors. Actually spent 12. Played for one manager, Walter Alston. Played with Mike Kekich. Didn't work out. The, the family swap did not work out for him. Roger Craig, who... Pitched with the Mets and Dodgers and managed the Giants. Two postseason shutouts in the Hall of Fame. Played for one team, the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodgers, and won three Cy Young Awards. He is, of course, the great, phenomenal Sandy Koufax. Now, I think Sandy I said Koufax. I don't think it's Koufax, though. I didn't say it was. No, so you I, said, I said, I said it wasn't Jack Morris. It's obviously not Koufax. And, oh, did and I say probably, that? Yeah, and it's probably not Jack Morris. I thought I said it in the other way because I said I would have said it's obviously not Jack Morris because the timeline didn't work with Roger Craig and the and the Kekich thing. And uh, so I, I'm sure I'm I'm sure I screwed it up. And I'm sure this makes you feel so much better about yourself. I, it doesn't really because he was able to get it in the second set of clues, Joe, Joe Connolly. And uh, I, I, I thought the second set of clues would 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 be pretty illuminating. But uh, and I was right. Joe Connolly been playing very well. I'm I'm all for retiring progressive trivia. Joe Connolly and Tom Marino and and Lenny are uh, will be sad, but they're the only three that'll be sad. All right, I'm all for retiring progressive trivia and coming up with something else. I've grown; it's grown tiresome. Tiresome to me. I'm all for it. Tom, Tom, let us know that the Babe Ruth Award is still given out. Soto and Strasburg got it last year. Oh, that's right. That's right. There you go. Good call. All right. I was, you know, I, I should have asked because when you said Babe Ruth Award, I could not remember what that award was for. You thought it might have been the NBA or the NFL. Well, no, I didn't think it was the NBA or the NFL. I just thought, let's point out that it's a baseball player. Well, you should point that out at the beginning of the progressive trivia anyway. I mean, that's just, you know, that's CK, but apparently not for you. Even if Tampa loses, do you give it to a Rosarina? Probably not. I probably don't think you Corey Seager. I don't know. He's had an amazing postseason. Would that yeah, be the yeah. ultimate yeah. 2020 Corey to me? Corey Seager's only one home run behind a, Ro- a Rosarena. Rosarena. A Rosarena. A Rosarena. <laughs> a Rosarena. Uh, I think he has nine home runs in the postseason. Seager has eight. That would be the ultimate and 2020 the- for me, is if in the end the MVP was Seager. And we'd have oh, to yeah. hear about that for God. No, almighty. I mean, seriously. That's 2020. Think about yeah. it. Instant instant karma. 
right at the yeah. Absolutely. People have been waiting for John to quit the show. That's why he's going to do it. I, I may. I may just I may have to. I may have to. If Corey Seeger gets the oh God almighty, it'll just be every Seeger is going to get it if the Dodgers win, and the Dodgers are going to win. So Seeger's going to get it's going to be Seeger's meet Corey Seeger. <laughs> well, I don't know. They they probably give it to whoever pitches the last game or Bellinger, just because he's he's the guy. My hope, God Almighty, yeah. Because if 2020 carries into 2021, then you know I'm just trying to add up what things would ruin my life for me, and it would be. Uh, the Washington football team loses the rest of their games. All of a sudden, the Jets get on a hot streak. Washington has the yep. overall. And with the overall number one pick in the draft, the Washington football team takes quarterback Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. And that'd be oh, it. I, I, would, I would forever be a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. That would be where I would, trans, I would transfer. You, you wouldn't, though. You wouldn't. You I would wouldn't. have to. Yeah, but you won't. He doesn't want on the bandwagon. He wants on the manure wagon. I no. I you know. I I would never. I would never jump onto a team that was. Uh, if I had to switch teams, if that were, if that did happen, if they drafted Trevor Lawrence, and that would be enough for me, I'd just have to quit being a fan of the team. No. Uh, I would have to pick a team. I would. I would have to pick a team. I do not want to see him in a in a, in a Washington football uniform. Why? It would anger me Why? because I don't care for him. I don't like the cut of his jib, and I never will. Um. Just so I would, certain about things. Just no room for maneuverability at all. I would have to no pick a team. No room for being open. No room for new information. I mean, it's very, very stayed. Completely. Kind of the information that's come to me says the guy's going to be a bust, and I don't want to be any part of that. Uh, I would have to pick a team in Florida because it's the geography yeah. thing. You know, we've argued that a long time. You sure. can be a fan of team. So it would be between Tampa and Jacksonville. And the type of person I am, I'm going to go with the team with the worst record. Because it's yeah. going to give uh, that. I would never go if, particularly if Tampa like won. If Tampa wins a Super Bowl, and I start seeing a lot of Tampa jerseys, I'm I'm going to despise all of those people. You're going to get annoyed. I see a maskless with Brady jerseys everywhere. It's already happening. There are more <sighs> Buccaneers fans in Orlando than I've seen since the last. Ever. They were competing. so. Uh, Lenny says if Oregon goes 8-0, they'll make it. But they won't go 8-0, Lenny, because – and I thought I was right, but I wanted to double-check. They're only playing – Pac-12's only playing six games. Yeah, so they're not going to – nobody from Pac-12 is going to get in. Yeah, they're, they're not going to qualify, even if someone's undefeated. If Are they Oregon's playing a championship un- game? Would that give them the seventh? Will there be a seventh championship game in the Pac-12? I, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking if they don't play at least eight games that they would get in. Yeah, I, I, And it, there's no way with the six-game schedule that they're getting in. But if there's a play, I guess possibly. Um, I, I would actually, at this point, I, I'd be fine with that, particularly if you've got nothing but a bunch of two lost teams, in, in, in which I think you might, in, in the other conferences. Because I don't see a lot of outside okay. of... If they're 6-0 and oh and the, the f- number four team has six wins, then they should get a sniff at it, but... If well, the, if the fourth team is seven and three, then I think that they should not sniff. I I think there is a seventh game championship game, John. Championship so, game. So there you go. So that's yeah, seven I don't, and zero. Seven and zero might make it. If it's if it's seven and zero, and you don't have any teams uh, in the Southeastern Conference, the ACC, or the Big Ten, and I guess you can throw the Big Twelve into that still because you do have a couple of. If you only have two loss. You, 
nothing but a bunch of two loss teams. I think then you have to look at who they've lost to. I mean, I think if you have a if you have a Georgia team with two losses and they've only lost to Alabama during the regular season and Alabama in the SEC championship game, I think there's a better than average chance that they could get there. Um, so they could lose to Alabama a third time. Twice. So they could lose to Alabama a third time. That's yeah, and they're exciting. And they play them literally almost on back-to-back weeks because that SEC championship game is going to be much later this year. That might actually benefit Georgia. That might be the one way Georgia can get over the hump is to play Alabama in the regular season, a SEC championship game, and then get them once more in a playoff at a short period of time. Um, that might benefit Georgia. But uh, I, I would I would like nothing more than to see a, a, a Pac-12 team with an opportunity. Like I said, this year – I would have been in favor of them saying every conference champion will get into the playoff and we'll add a couple of teams and, and we'll play it off from there. They were afraid to do that because they know if even for a year like this, if they expanded the playoffs, it would be almost impossible for them to go back. And I believe contractually it would be difficult as well, but I, I would be in favor of it because I'm losing my interest in college football. Yes. Now I'm, I'm, I'm tracking the comments, which I probably shouldn't do. Yeah, I know uh, you're just obsessed by that. You, Tom need, Marino, you need to thank you for something. Do you know what he thanked you for? Uh, no idea. And uh, I don't know. There's some sort of thing with the Rams with bickering and uh, with Mark. You uh, get Lenny was saying that John should pick the Rams so he could bicker with you over <laughs> the Rams and the 49ers. <laughs> I, uh, g- by the way, good Monday night football game tonight. Rams and Bears. And the thing that I found out today, and Mark, you probably heard the same thing uh, from Joy Taylor, Joy Taylor with the news. Uh, if the playoffs started to gain in the NFC, the Bears would be the number one seed. Wow. If they win. How about that? And particularly, I think if they, I, I think before and if they'll, they'll stay the number one seed if they win tonight. Wouldn't that be remarkable? Yeah, I can't see it. I can't see them lasting the season like this, but who knows? Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl before as a backup. Huh? I, I see can where answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. Marino's happy because ever since John uh, ranted about Seeger, it is true. It's Corey Seeger. And Corey Seeger, Babe Ruth Award. <laughs> Good God. He would get it. He would for sure get it if they win. Yeah, he would. All right. I can't think of anything else I want to talk about. I've lost my faith in in humanity and college football at this point. Um are are the the week that is is about to Wednesday show and Friday show I may not be a part of let's put it out there right now. Yeah, we're not sure what's happening on Wednesday and Friday. We may we may have to try to cobble I've something got, together or Yeah, I've got actual gigs I've got to, you know, do. I try I'll, I'll try and wedge the shows in. I will try and shoehorn the shows in as best I can, but Yeah, I was unable to do it on the day that I was gone because I was actually working in the midst of the show uh, and there there was no time that we could have put it together. So it may come at a different time. It may it may not happen at all. It may happen with it with a with a guest host, though. uh, I Mark fights against that because he knows I'll get along with practically anybody better than him. And then I will fight for for having another co-host. We should have a co-host. We should break the show into five different segments and each one I should have a different co-host. And I like we have that people, idea. We have people vote on who uh, on who replaces you. I, <laughs> Since you're I now gainfully idea. employed, apparently, and then this really. is going to become a thing, like again and again and again. 
You see, you're coaching. So let me ask you. So, so you're at a you're at a at an elite private school where um, the kids uh, kids come from just these moneyed families yes. that uh, non job creating moneyed families. People, yeah, let's definitely. just say these are non job creating moneyed families. Um, it's just, the, just living on all this unearned, you know, dividends from absolutely. Where are they? Cap. Each kid, when he's accepted into the school, uh, inherits a poor who has to do any sort of physical labor that that, that may ever be presented. Um, the know, they're in the theater the program. They don't paint the sets or build any of that. That's done by the poor. And then, of course, as as is required upon their graduation, as they matriculate, they drown the poor. So the poor never works for anyone else because it's their poor. It's the poor that they get. Um, yeah, so you're working a, over there. Quite a big uh, pool. I am working over there. Yes. What was your are question? You, uh, what is it you're doing for these uh, for the for these kids? I'm, I'm and, doing like three different things. And is things. it in I, your contract that they don't they don't get to terminate you when when the year's over? Who's poor? Uh, are you? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm assisting with one of the middle school teachers for an acting class in the morning. I'm coaching. I don't know about six different kids for the thespian tournament that's coming up. Uh, that is not going to be actually there. They're just going to shoot it. They're going to videotape it. Um, and then I'm also doing this uh, s- streaming taping. I'm taping their actual fall upper school play, Peter and the Starcatcher. Now, that's the one I'm interested in. And, and we're trying to put together a, a Hamilton-esque presentation to be streamed uh, mid-November. Okay. Now, that's the one I'm kind of uh, interested in because Peter and the Starcatcher is a show that you've done. I have you, done it. You played Smee in the fine I, production here. Yes, that Orlando Shakes, yeah. Have you been watching the rehearsals? Is that something you've been a part of? I have. I've been watching the rehearsals. And um, how I'm, angry. I'm late for a tech rehearsal right now, as a matter of fact. All right, we're going to go. But how angry are you at the performance of the kid, the kid playing Smee, who clearly has never, probably didn't, probably purchased the role? I mean, because that's how it works, right? There are no auditions. That's how the school endows itself. Is it, you know, the kids come in and I'll go, I'll give you $25,000 if you'll let my kid place me. Sure. And uh, it's like, wow, do you have 25 grand? Don't worry. I'm just going to be firing a lot of my employees this week to pay for it. Uh, it's the equivalent of the, the Middle Ages uh, indulgences by the Catholic Church. All right. Buying, okay. buying your forgiveness. All right. I don't want you to give. I don't want you to be any later uh, to to your uh, rehearsal. I, so I can answer that question. I can answer that question quickly. The kid who was cast to play me has his poor, aka Mark, playing me. Wow, well, that'd it, be a it, smart it, choice. It's a, girl, it's you were a young good. lady, by the way. It's a young lady playing me. So I like that a lot. Okay. And, uh, Boy, and I think that'd be frowned upon with that group of folk. She's doing. She's doing very well. Uh, it's. It's 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 more progressive than you than you would think, John. I mean, there's obviously some things that you would you would associate with a high end private school mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Tom Marino, by the way, that's that's what his career has been for twenty five plus years at this point, twenty eight mm-hmm. years. I'm not sure what it is, but he's been teaching at a very elite private school in the Los Angeles uh, Valley, basically. Um, yeah, it's you know it's Los Angeles stars versus the kids South. He's dealt with so Los Angeles versus the South. We we know you know we know the plantation mentality of of that private school. That's that's all. And and on that note, 
For Jeff Taylor and Mark Ferreira, I'm John Pelkey. Uh, we'll let you know. Stay tuned. We'll let you know what's going on Wednesday and Friday uh, with uh, with the show and what we're, what we're going to put up there for you. But uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Either way, World Series will be decided uh, at latest Wednesday night. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Mark, if, if you can't be here and we got something going, maybe you can call in or something. Anyway, for Jeff Taylor. Maybe we do a... a- a show. Sorry about that, John. Maybe we do a show Wednesday night leading into the game. Oh, Perhaps. no. I don't, think, I, I don't think I'll be available. Sorry. This is what I have to deal with, people. Yeah, I won't be available. I'm so sorry. So Jeff Taylor, Mark Ferreira, I'm John Pelkey. This may or may not have been the last version of After Further Review. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.